today we will be speaking with Mikhail Filipovich, the Employment Program Coordinator for Upbound. Welcome, Mikhail. Can you tell us more about uh, how you became involved with Upbound and your own personal experiences that led you on this journey? Hi, Christine. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I guess maybe starting with a little bit on my background and how I got into this field. I was an undergraduate student at Michigan State University studying history. Um, I had an interest in going into human resources and have done a lot of that work in my current role. But I had an opportunity when I pursued uh, my graduate education also at Michigan State to volunteer with the Rain Institute um, or the Rain Center now and got involved with a program called ePass and Asset. And that program existed to help students at Michigan State with autism focus on um, career development skills as well as identify um, internships and other employment opportunities. And while I was in that role, I had the chance to reach out to some community organizations, one of which being the Autism Alliance of Michigan. And we partnered at a time where they were getting, uh, ramping up with their Ford Motor Company partnership. And it just kind of became a really natural transition for me to go from this work at Michigan State into this work with the Autism Alliance of Michigan's burgeoning employment program. So in 2018, when I joined the team, we transitioned from the Autism Alliance of Michigan's employment program to Upbound at Work. And we did that for a few reasons. One is because we do work with people with more disabilities um, than just autism, but it's also a recognition that we don't want to, in providing vocational support, disclose inherently disclose their disability because we recognize that disability disclosure piece is such a, a personal, personal and important part um, of, their, of the employee's experience. So our program right now works with uh, multiple employers in the state of Michigan, a few nationally, to help place people with disabilities into employment. Really, our, our mission as an organization is to help employers um, and job candidates access evidence-based services and supports um, you know, coordinate advocacy at the state level, and then ultimately uh, inclusion in employment. So a corollary mission of our organization is correcting this labor market imbalance that leads a lot of people with disabilities to be um, undercapitalized on and helping employers by providing them with preemptive training and inclusive recruitment, culture audits, advocacy, you know, maintaining a database of people they can hire from, um, ultimately to help them improve the inclusivity of their workforces and more broadly improve the inclusivity of people with disabilities in employment in Michigan. Thank you. Um, what are some common barriers for people with autism uh, getting placed in our Michigan workforce? It's a good question. There's, there's definitely a fair amount um, of challenges that people with autism and really disabilities in general uh, face. Probably one of the most common is that traditional employer screening processes are based around, they're created around a neurotypical population. So when you talk about job interviews, you know, there's a lot of um, protocols, unwritten rules to what is a good interview that someone with autism that may struggle with social dynamics or um, you know, related neurodiverse uh, disabilities may struggle with. So rules about eye contact, about elaboration, about enthusiasm, animation, you know, will disadvantage some people with autism compared to a neurotypical workforce. Uh, the underlying challenge of that is an employer for some positions and many positions doesn't need to necessarily know how well they can interview. They need to know how well they can do the job. And the interview process right now doesn't fully capture that for people with autism. Uh, you also see a lot of stereotypes, biases. I think 
one of the most common that we see when we work with employers is that everyone with autism is at one of two extremes. They're either a savant aerospace engineer working for NASA, you know, doing highly, highly complex work, or, you know, they're, you know, on government assistance, barely functioning, maybe doing, you know, some level of, of very low skill labor. And both of those miss this really beautiful spectrum that, that exists in between these two extremes of people that we work with in the life sciences, people we do work with in STEM fields, people we do work with that are just looking at a good job at a fair wage. So it's a real diversity of, of skills, talents, and abilities. Um, but because employers, when they think about autism hiring, when they think about disability hiring, tend to, to think it's just one extreme or the other, they miss this this whole middle uh, middle section of people that are fully capable, talented, and work. Well, we have about uh, 31,000 jobs uh, in our Michigan uh, equine workforce. I've worked with uh, people with various dis disabilities at um, horse farms uh, across the state. Um, what value do people with uh, autism bring uh, to the workplace? Yeah, so speaking about the workplace more holistically, um, I mean, you have a, a better labor market. You know, so right now when you have, when you're recruiting or you're um, searching for people to secure employment or for certain given positions, and you're not considering people with disabilities or you're filtering out people with disabilities, you're pulling from a smaller labor pool. And as a result, you're not making the most meritocratic decisions. So that it, it's such a critical value of what we do, which is ultimately correcting this labor market imbalance, this hidden talent pool that exists for people with disabilities. But in addition to that, I mean, increased innovation, uh, people often don't know that texting was created to help uh, people with disabilities communicate. It's now become ubiquitous, right? Easy to open packaging, often created for people with disabilities um, or the elderly. It's actually more beneficial for everyone else. So a lot of the, the value that comes with not just the innovation in terms of product, but the innovation in terms of human capital management uh, that comes with hiring people with disabilities is transferable to a traditional not, you know, population, non-disabled uh, non population. So generally speaking, it's, you know, the, the value is not always easy to quantify, but it's tremendous in terms of innovation. Um, you see improved market share, um, you know, corporate citizenship is becoming a more and more important part of how people evaluate where they want to spend their consumer dollars. So companies that have made a rec have recognized the diversity is broader and it needs to include people with disabilities as well. Often we'll see individuals or populations want to patronize their business. Um, you see improved productivity, people with disabilities, people with autism in particular, um, tend to have uh, lower turnover rates. Um, untapped talent means, you know, a higher form of productivity with the right accommodations. Um, you know, and I think there's also a fair amount of government incentives that employers miss out on as well to hiring uh, people with, with disabilities. So it's from a business case standpoint, there's multiple, multiple um, valued reasons to hire inclusively a disability uh, inclusive. And to say nothing of the value of culture and the value of having a workforce that represents your, your, your customer base. Excellent, thank you. Um, and so if I'm an, employ an employer and I've got a, uh, a job how would I go about trying to be my more diverse in my hiring process? It's a really great question. 
So there's a few different ways, but my primary recommendation um, is to partner with an agency in the field. So, uh, you know, we take a lot of pride in the work that we do. We're also not the only uh, game in town. There are a lot of others, you know, in the Traverse City area, GTI, I'm very familiar with, Michigan Rehabilitation Services, Judson Center, JVS. There's a lot of nonprofits um, and state agencies that have come to the table wanting to see this mission come to fruition of fully inclusive employment opportunities for people with disabilities. But the advantage of going through a partner is that, well, there's a few advantages. One is that you have someone with repeat player experience that can walk with you through the process. So if this is something as an organization that's going to be new to you, you kind of want someone who's had a little bit of experience in this that can help you identify accommodations, that can help you facilitate dialogue, that can help you make sure that you've created an environment that's as effective and uh, efficient as possible in making this individual successful, uh, individual or individual successful. So I think that's usually a pretty good starting point. The other challenge that employers can run into is the laws around disability are very strict and you want to be careful about trying to seek out people with disabilities and asking questions, you know, that may get you into legal jeopardy. I tend to recommend if you're looking to hire people with disabilities, you, while you don't need to go through different agencies, I do recommend going through them because we as organizations have uh, databases of people with disabilities that are, that have already been uh, vetted and uh, verified. So it's just a little bit easier of a process. Um, and I think takes a lot of the risk out of the equation for employers that are kind of new to this realm. What I, find, what I find too is a lot of people that we work with, and I think this might be very relevant to your employers um, and your audience, is it's great if you want to hire because that's that's what we're here to do. But it's also not the only way you can get involved. And so, you know, not everything that glitters is gold. Anyone that wants to donate, that's great. But, you know, we could also use a lot of volunteers to help us, you know, with uh, some professional development, uh, business development, strategic leadership advice, you know, uh, candidate support, you name it. Um, but one of the biggest challenges that people with, with autism face is what I call this very vicious cycle. So people with autism, even among people with disabilities that are disproportionately unemployed and underemployed, people with autism are even more so. And where that, what we often run into is individuals that didn't get an internship and then therefore can't get full-time work after graduation. Or people, maybe if they're not going to school, have a hard time getting their first job, which makes it impossible to you know, step up in their career and they have longer gaps on their resume, which makes it even harder to find positions. And so it becomes this very vicious cycle where, you know, one challenge or one, you know, impediment begets more. And finding opportunities like volunteer work at, you know, at farms or taking care of horses, paid or unpaid, that can be used on a resume to help communicate to a prospective employer that, hey, I have certain given skills, you know, I have time management, I have, I'm taking care of animals, you know, I've, you know, followed instructions, so on and so forth, whatever it may be, that they can then use to leverage in an interview or leverage with, you know, an employer in one form or another to then secure an employment opportunity. So absolutely, these, these types of experiences can be critical, not just from a behavioral standpoint, not just from a, you know, an anxiety standpoint, not just from a enjoyment standpoint, I would imagine as well but very much from a professional development standpoint uh, too. Great advice, thank you. Um, Mikhail, it's been really uh, uh, great uh, talking with you today. Um, a lot of good advice. Um, do you have anything uh, you wanna share uh, to our audience uh, before we uh, leave our podcast? 
just the, how excited we are to be um, joining you guys um, at our at this uh, event here on Thursday. Uh, not only is it great because of the mission of what we're talking about and how important this is not only to the work that we do and to the work that so many others do, but to the success of the state of Michigan and creating a state where opportunity exists for all. Um, but on a personal note that it'll uh, be a panel of MSU Spartans that I'll be presenting with for um, an MSU extension program. So the, the alumni connection, um, I appreciate very much. And I think it tells you what a strong uh, alumni network that Michigan State University has that, you know, years after my graduation, years after the graduation of other panelists, you know, we, here we are still working together um, to create change in the world. So I think it's, it's something I'm proud of. Well, with that, go green. Go white. All right. Thank you. Thank you.